Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The tensions between Jesus and the scribes started at a very early point in Jesus' ministry. Jesus was barely out of the wilderness when he went into the synagogue and began teaching. He taught with an authority that was unlike those of the scribes, so all the people were astonished. It's no wonder that when the crowd started gathering around Jesus, that the scribes were paying attention. There were also four men in these crowds that came and brought to Jesus a paralytic. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Son, your sins are forgiven. But hearing this, the scribes questioned in their hearts, saying that Jesus was blaspheming, for only God can forgive sins. But Jesus, knowing this, said to them, Why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to a paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. Immediately the paralytic was healed and did as he was instructed. The people were amazed and glorified God because of Jesus. So the scribes began grumbling and questioning out loud. When Jesus visited the home of Levi, they asked one another, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? But Jesus heard them and responded, saying that he did not come for the righteous, for the healthy have no need of a physician, but for the sick and for the sinners. The scribes did not respond well to this. Before, Jesus was just a nuisance, but now Jesus had made himself an enemy and so the scribes prepared for war. The scribes rallied the troops and mounted up for an assault. Soon, the scribes came charging out of Jerusalem, saying, He is possessed by Beelzebub. Not surprisingly, Jesus is able to thwart this attack as well, saying, Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man, and whatever blasphemes they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. The scribes didn't stand a chance. They accused Jesus of having an unclean spirit within him, but by doing so, they blasphemed the very Holy Spirit of God. They had committed an unforgivable sin. So they regrouped, and they changed their strategy. If Jesus repelled a direct attack, maybe flanking him would be easier. Sometime later, they noticed that the disciples of Jesus were eating with unclean hands. So they challenged him, Why do your disciples walk according to the traditions of elders? or not walk according to the traditions of elders, but eat with defiled hands. 
in trying to trap Jesus, they instead gave him an opening, an opening to land a death blow. He responded by saying, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written? This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching doctrines the commandments of men. You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your own tradition. Then turning to the people, Jesus said, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that can go into him and defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And to this, Jesus later explained to his disciples, from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All of these things come from within, and they defile a person. In this one moment, Jesus challenged everything the scribes stood for. He revealed their wickedness and their hypocrisy. He revealed their selfishness and their treachery. The people reveled in Jesus' words, but Jesus knew that his time had now come. Jesus knew that the only thing left to do was to march into Jerusalem, the very heart and center of scribal power and authority itself. So he began teaching the disciples, saying that he would suffer many things at the hands of the scribes, and that they would reject him and kill him. A week before Passover began, Jesus and his disciples came to Jerusalem. As Jesus entered, he was riding on a colt, and the people laid down their cloaks before him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. They were done with the status quo. They were ready to make Jesus their king. When Jesus had entered the city, he went immediately to the temple and looked around. But since it was late, he left the city for the night. But the next day, Jesus entered the city and came again to the temple. He sees and begins driving out those buying and selling in the house of God, overturning their tables and saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a prayer, house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. The scribes were afraid because the people were astonished at what Jesus was teaching. The scribes knew that they needed to do something, and they needed to do it quick. So they began seeking a way to destroy Jesus. You see, the scribes knew that Jesus presented a major problem for them. They had all good things going for them, enjoying a life of privilege. And as teachers of the law, they had power and prestige. 
They were respected and admired in society. They reaped the benefits from the commerce and sacrifices in the temple. They knew that Jesus threatened all of that because he had authority beyond their own. And he made it evident that he was going to take it away from them. Jesus had to go. So they got together and they plotted. They made one last attempt to undermine his authority, trying to trap him, trying to trip him up, trying to make him say something so that they might accuse him and arrest him and bring charges against him. They were so desperate to protect their temple and their way of life that they rejected the true temple of God. Like little children, they would rather see the temple destroyed than to have it taken away from them. But unlike the selfish motives of the scribes, Jesus was driven by the will of his Father. His issue with the scribes was not that they had authority, but that they were abusing the authority they had been given, taking God's honor and glory for themselves. They had made their livelihood off of God's name by abusing God's people. Jesus had come to clean up, to set things straight, to put his father's house back in order. Once he does that, he will give the kingdom of God back to its people. This is why in our text today, Jesus warns against the scribes. He warns his disciples because he knows that in only two days, they will seize him and they will kill him. They will seize him, beat him, mock him, and crucify him. And once he is gone, they will try to take back the kingdom for themselves. So he tells his disciples, beware. Beware, but do not be afraid. Because little do the scribes know that when they seize Jesus and kill him, they will be establishing his name in the kingdom of heaven forever. Little did they know that when they lift up Jesus on the cross, they are lifting him up to his throne. In trying to overthrow the name of Jesus, they establish his name forever. In the very act of trying to get rid of Jesus, they confirm their own condemnation. There have been many who have risen up after the scribes who had tried to wrestle away the kingdom of God for themselves. Yet for us, we can still hear the words of Jesus echoing in our hearts, resounding throughout eternity. Beware, but don't be afraid. For nothing they can do will ever rob Jesus of his heavenly throne and of us, of the kingdom of God. In that, we can rest assured. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.